0: such a time as this the whistleblower report offers truth and solutions welcome to the whistleblower report military segment this is dr Lee for america with my co-host major mike gary who is speaking with his personal opinions not for the department of defense which I think will become obvious as you listen to what we bring up today. But I do want to make that disclaimer as we get started. And you can listen to all of our whistleblower reports on America Out Loud talk radio, Monday through Friday, 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern time, and archived at our site, www.whistleblowerreports.org. We are bringing you the truth and hope and solutions to overcome the lies and incredible deceptions and the manipulation through propaganda of the American people. And this military report today is going to talk about the twin Vindman's Army colonels who have actually caused a lot of problem. For a number of our Christian conservative, Constitution defending military service members. And those of you watching the news may have seen uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who was identified as the Trump Ukraine impeachment conspirator. He actually had a meltdown Wednesday over the censure of Representative Adam Schiff, the Democrat from California, whose lies and deceitful conduct falsely accused President Trump of Russian collusion, which has been proven blatantly false. Read the Durham report, and you'll find out more about that. Vinman attacked Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy and Breitbart reporter Christina Wong calling her an impolite name for women that rhymes with witch. His conduct was despicable and certainly not becoming of a military officer, retired or otherwise. But his twin brother, Colonel Vindman, now retired after having his last stab at punishment, of a Christian conservative service member also has a very nefarious role that we have been personally privy to with Truth for Health Foundation and one of our legal grant recipients who was brought up on court-martial charges and we have shared his story many times. Lieutenant Mark Bashaw was Court martialed for exercising his constitutional rights to refuse to use experimental use products, masking, test kits, and the COVID shot, and filed his constitutional right for a religious exemption to the shot. Colonel Vinman, the twin brother of Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman, actually was fired by the Trump White House from a key position at the National Security Council. And my recollection is that he perjured himself before Congress and was fired after that. But Major Gary may have some details on that that I'm a little rusty on. But he found a landing spot as the top lawyer for Aberdeen Proving Grounds. In Maryland, where the Army Public Health Center is located, and it appears by his actions, which went against the court-martial convening judge and his recommendations, but it appears that his actions were out of vengeance for his perceived maltreatment at the hands of the Trump administration and using his military position and large social media following, as well as his command influence to push his far left political policies in the, particularly in the aggressive approach to COVID-19 mandates that were clearly unlawful, that he went after Lieutenant Bashaw. And this is the story of the twin Vinmans and their damage to our military service members In particular, the one whose personal story Major Gary and I know extremely well from having been involved in all of these proceedings. And we help support his legal defense. So, Major Gary, thank you for all of your work on this whole subject. And I think it's important to bring in the points that you've been making about what the JAG lawyers knew and how they got around some of these unlawful mandates and continued in persecutory retaliation against the federally protected whistleblowers anyway, in spite of the unlawfulness of their actions.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Vliet. I appreciate it. Yeah, what I would like to state for the, um, to clarify for the audience out there, we know Alexander Vindman, as the one that started the first impeachment. He was the observer to that, which led to President Trump's first impeachment that went to the House. And then Yevjeni, uh, the twin brother, was the JAG officer that ended up at Aberdeen, which is where Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, our good friend and the one that we've supported uh, generously, uh, was at. So their twin brothers, the interesting thing is they had some connection to the White House during the Trump administration until the obviously the first Trump impeachment and they got moved out of the White House. Uh, They are both Ukrainians. So there's a very much a Ukrainian connection here, which is going to get deeper and deeper as we go in time. But first, I want to explain to the audience uh, on June 22nd, when these two articles came out, they came out within 15 minutes of each other. For the audience out there, I'd just like to clarify for them these two twin brothers. It's Alexander and Yevgeny. Now, they're both Ukrainian-born twins, And uh, they came to the United States when they were approximately three years old. So Alexander Vindman is the one that the audience is probably most familiar with because it's him that gave the key testimony, whistleblower testimony against uh, President Trump in the first uh, Trump impeachment. And uh, however, what the audience probably is not aware of, there was actually the twin brother there. Uh, at the same time, Yevgeny, which he goes by Eugene, if you go to his Facebook page, he goes by Eugene Venman. So both these brothers, these twins, were actually on the White House National Security Council uh, at the same time during during the Trump administration. And uh, Alexander, which everybody's familiar with is the one that reported on the Trump to Zelensky phone call where it was reported that uh, President Trump was pressuring uh, President Zelensky to give uh, to look into a Hunter Biden. So that was the key whistleblower testimony that Alexander Vindman is uh, popular and familiar with everybody with. Uh, however,
0: I have a question.
1: Yes, go ahead. Major
0: Don. Gary. There there are a couple of important questions because I remember that testimony and I remember that he later was found to have, I would say, lied in the testimony. But let me come back to a, a different question. I had not remembered that they were Ukrainian, which I think today is even more significant, knowing what we know now. But the other question were they both on the National Security Council under Obama's appointment so that they were holdovers from the Obama administration? That's a piece I don't remember, and I suspect our listeners wouldn't remember. And the fact that they were, could you comment more on the fact that they actually were supposed to be looking into the Hunter Biden Ukrainian uh, business deal scandals at that time? And does that have a connection with why they sabotaged President Trump?
1: Well, these are all very good questions. I don't know the answer about when those two uh, twin brothers made it on the National Security Council. I know typically officers, especially at the lieutenant colonel rank, they were both lieutenant colonel at the time tend to uh, swap out in two- or three-year movements. So this would have occurred in uh, January of 2020 when the first impeachment happened on President Trump. Uh, So my guess is they probably weren't, but we don't know for sure. That is definitely something that needs to be looked into. But the way I see, the way I perceive this now for the audience members out there it looks like uh president trump during his time was totally surrounded by all kinds of you know w- w- i'll use the word spies or people checking in on him making sure he dotted every i and crossed every T, a hundred percent correct and as we know now dr lee as you stated uh this w- would have led to the adam shift uh, uh impeachment right which That's what draws this all back into the news and two articles we're going to discuss here in a minute. But uh, Adam Schiff was just recently censured for lying about the whole first Trump impeachment, which Alexander Vidman would be the key witness whistleblower. His testimony was raised up. And the other interesting thing about this, both brothers were there uh, at that testimony, okay? So either one of them could have actually testified. And that's a thing that I don't believe the American public knows, that the twins were both there. It just happens to be that Alexander got to be the one that was put in front of the, you know, House Committee for the impeachment hearings and such. But they both <laughs> are-
0: Do we really know whether it was Alexander or his identical twin brother? I mean, this whole thing gets- more and more um, bizarre and and I don't think they were just there to see that President Trump dotted the I's and crossed the T's in a helpful way. I think they were there to as you said, use the word spy, I think they also were there to sabotage him and find ways to undermine his ability to function. And And I'm going to find out We'll bring it to our audience, but I want to find out when they were both actually appointed to the National Security Council, because we what we've learned since all of the targeting of of President Trump has emerged. What we've learned is that so many of the people who really damaged and sabotaged his presidency were appointees by President Obama, including. Dr. Rick Bright at the FDA, who sabotaged the early treatment with hydroxychloroquine and deliberately violated presidential order to make it available to the public from the national stockpile. So there were a lot of direct sabotage efforts by Obama holdovers. I just wanted our listeners to be thinking about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Dr. Ville. I think that's why this show is so important for us, is we're actually shining some light on some really key things that, you know, could go overlooked. But by exposing uh, these two twin brothers, and that's what I feel like we're doing, we're exposing this to the the nth degree. These lieutenant colonels have done some massive destruction. And as we get into talking about Eugene Venman a little more here in, in a few minutes we're going to see that the destruction is carrying on. And I think that's why we're proposing actually excellent questions for the audience out there to research and actually get back, uh, you know, to us on some of these questions you presented are really good and they need to be looked into. They, because there's still continued destruction. If the audience remembers uh, at that time of that first impeachment Alexander Vindman was raised up as a protected whistleblower. Remember, he was he was elevated to such a high level. I remember them stating, you call him lieutenant colonel, you know, and you can't look down on him. I even I've read some articles. It's hard to validate this 100 uh, percent, Dr. Vliet. But there was one article I was reading that seemed to suggest as Alexander Vindman retired, he was retired as a full bird colonel. So the whistleblower protection for him worked, okay? He wasn't fired. He didn't lose all his benefits like our military whistleblowers that we're we're seeing nowadays, right, being actually uh, taken to the woodshed on. He, He was actually protected by his whistleblower protection. Again, this shows... For the audience out there, another second-tier or two-tier justice system for certain people. So that also explains to uh what they were doing on the National Security Council, where they were coming from, what was their political persuasion and, and such. So, right now, Dr. Vleet, I want to move into uh Yevgeny Eugene Venman and how he He's the name that we need to follow because he's the one that's done so much destruction to our current military whistleblowers. So after this whole impeachment charade, both of these Venman brothers would be moved out of the white house, obviously. And Yevgeny or Eugene Venman would actually find himself at Aberdeen proving grounds. This is where he moved to. And of course, Under his whistleblower protection status, he was promoted uh, to full bird colonel, okay? So he became, he's a JAG officer, judge advocate general, okay? So he's a lawyer. That's what his position is. And he would be the senior JAG officer at Aberdeen Proving Ground from, we were talking about February, March 2020 onward. So as you can see, Eugene Venman moving to Aberdeen Proving Ground as the senior uh, staff judge advocate lawyer uh, is going to cause some harm. And where it directly caused harm is for our good friend, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, who is our military whistleblower. As the audience is probably familiar with Mark Bashaw's name, he is one that tried to bring forth protected health and safety data, particularly the VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System data, and the DMED data, uh, the Defense Medical Epidemiological Database Information, which both these are signaling systems. And they were signaling that the vaccines were harming and maiming people. And so that's Mark for, as a quick reminder, but this senior uh, Jag officer Eugene Vinman would be the one that would uh cast uh his advisory assessment on Mark's situation. Mark's situation is that he went into a court martial uh situation because he brought forth this data and his chain of command didn't like that. So they saw him as like a threat for bringing forth this information. So uh, The information
0: being vaccine injury, and let's make it clear to our audience who won't remember the details, Lieutenant Beshaw was hired and trained by the U.S. Army to be a preventive medicine officer at the Army Department of Public Health at Aberdeen Proving Grounds to warn his command of risk to the troops. So when he brought the VAERS data and the DMED data of damage from the COVID shots to the military, he was doing the job the Army trained him to do and hired him to do. And he was reprimanded, threatened with jail, and then court-martialed for doing the job the Army hired him to do. That is so stunning. That's why Truthfell Foundation felt that his case was worthy of a legal defense grant because his constitutional rights, his military law rights, his human rights, and his job duties were all interfered with by the chain of command based upon political agendas of covering up damage from the COVID shots. It's that serious, America. And I want you all since we've lived this for the last two years, Major Gary and I have been fighting on this front to help protect our troops who've been so abused. But this is not something all of you are going to remember. But Lieutenant Bashaw was doing his job for the army to protect the troops and his command, and particularly under the direction of the lawyer with these other nefarious connections, To Ukraine and and the Biden administration, now the Biden administration, was the one who oversaw persecuting Lieutenant Bashaw. It's just mind boggling. Sorry, Major Gary, I had to jump in because I'm so outraged at what happened to Lieutenant Bashaw and how the federal whistleblower protections worked for the Venmans. And yet, persecuted someone doing the right thing under the law and to save lives.
1: Well, Doctor Vliet, you're doing the exact right thing. You're pointing out the distinction that needs to be made. We're talking about a top-notch uh, officer and soldier in Mark Bashaw, somebody that was actually doing his job. I mean, when you look at you, you pointed it out very well. But Mark actually made the steps to communicate with his chain of command he, he has the email chains where he said hey we're we're seeing some unusual effects in people being sick for a day two week whatever the situation after these shots and then naturally mark doing his job he asked his chain of command what's the signaling system for this i mean he has the email chains trying to communicate properly He's not being uh, disgruntled with his chain of command. He wasn't disrespecting his chain of command. He was doing the right thing and asking the proper uh, questions, especially since he's part of the public health department down there at Aberdeen Proving Ground, which I'm going to say it right now. This is where the stockpile of the vaccine, the COVID vaccines, which aren't vaccines, which are gene therapy products, this is where they were all stockpiled at is at the Aberdeen Proving Ground, which further (laughs) puts another big question in this story is to, okay, so this is the logistical fielding for where all that uh, COVID-19 vaccine gene therapy product gets pushed out across the country. So it's very interesting how our friend, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw seems to be at ground zero for this whole mandate uh, uh, mess up that we've experienced over the last two and a half years. But to bring it back to uh, the connection here, which I think this is all about establishing these connections that we're finding, uh, Eugene Vinman would be the uh, senior lawyer on this post so his recommendations uh to let's say the presiding uh court martial authority which which in this case was major general robert edmondson so he would be advising him legally on what to do with a specific uh, situation especially like lieutenant mark where mark would not back down on the signaling system, because it got worse and worse and worse, and in an effort to actually fulfill his oath and his duty to the American people, Mark communicated multiple times the latest uh, signaling data from both fairs. And from the later on, the DMED system, which were consistent with each other. These two systems are saying the same thing that people are getting hurt and maimed from these vaccines. So it's highly interesting how it, we have. This is a spiritual battle that we're experiencing between good and evil. And in this situation, the deck was just totally stacked against Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, who did nothing but his job and fulfilled his oath and his duty to the American people. So-
0: and the damage done to Lieutenant Bashaw in his army career and his ability to communicate serious risk to the military service members being coerced and threatened to get the shot was done by people who have ties to President Zelensky in Ukraine and ties to the Biden family. It's, it, is a, it really is a very alarming situation when we look at what I will say as not in the military. So uh, clearly, you're not speaking for the Department of Defense, but neither am I. But it looks to me like there is just massive corruption from all the data that has been coming out and even criminal cover up as well. And yet good people, men of courage and faith, women of courage and faith in our military who have done the right thing, honored their oath to the Constitution, are being persecuted and then given a general discharge that impairs their ability to even get civilian employment when they are forced out of the military. America, you need to understand the damage being done to our volunteer military force at a time of rising tensions worldwide and threats of war on multiple fronts. Our military is being purged of the good people who are doing their best to honor their oath to the Constitution, honor their God and country and duty, and they are being purged. It's a very chilling time. This is Dr. Lee for America with Truth for Health, the whistleblower report military segment here with Major Gary, my co-host. Check out our website, truthforhealth.org, and Listen to us every day on America Out Loud, Monday through Friday, 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern time, and look at all of our archives at www.whistleblowerreports.org. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome to the second half of the Whistleblower Report military segment. This is Dr. Lee for America here with Major Mike Gary, my co-host, and a member of our military advisory council and chairman of medicine and ministry for truth for health foundation. Those of you that are interested in our work, go to our website, www.truthforhealth.org and sign up for our email alerts. And also if you have an interest in being involved with us in medicine and ministry, then let us know that in an email to info at truth, FORHealth.org. We'd love to have more pastors and Christian lay leaders as well as religious Jews join us for our medicine and ministry program. Major Gary, one of the things that I'd I'd like our listeners to understand, when people hear the rank lieutenant versus lieutenant colonel or colonel, they're thinking a junior officer. But Lieutenant Bashaw's career and responsibilities and his background actually have far more depth and expertise than that rank would normally convey. Could you explain more about his background and why he was in such a a role of such responsibility with regard to the preventive medicine services and being in the role of warning about risk to the troops?
1: I would love to, Dr. Vleet. Thank you. So first of all, uh, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw was actually in the Air Force where he achieved the rank of Master Sergeant, which is an E7 on the pay grade scale, which means uh, he was actually a senior non-commissioned officer, which is highly uh, sought after which is highly acclaimed his his advice and recommendations is highly sought after as a senior nco so he's actually advised junior officers up to the you know grades of captain probably and below as a senior non-commissioned officer now because he is uh schooled and has has he has many degrees uh, specifically his degree was in uh entomology right the the uh vector uh vector carrying uh creatures that carry things like plague uh tularemia and some of these other really nasty diseases so that's where his study I mean like
0: SARS-CoV-2 as a vector borne uh, viral disease
1: <laughs> could be dr Vleek. could be so anyway so, this, over over his time as an nco he ga- gathered he got up to a masters degree and this is why mark is actually so high speed he was able to actually direct commission from the air force into the army officer corps so this is this just shows that he was a high speed soldier and officer and he was going places in his career until he came up against these COVID mandates. So and just, the Vinman brothers. And and now we know the Vinman brothers, but for the audience members out there, I just want to point out that he was actually a senior non-commissioned officer who made recommendations and his recommendations were taken seriously about things. So when Mark, Became, got his commission and he ended up at the uh, public health and safety at Aberdeen. He was doing the same thing he's always done. He was wa- looking into safety and risk mitigation. Uh, In asking questions around those things, like good soldiers, good non-commissioned officers, or good officers should be doing. So he was doing what he's always done. Okay. So I just want to put that out there for the audience. This is nothing out of the ordinary uh, that Mark, you know, the situation that Mark found himself into, you know, he was, he is highly schooled. And his schooling is actually lines up very well. If we look at uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 as being a bioweapon and not a naturally born thing, he was actually spot on. And that's the way I believe as being a Seaburn officer, I can validate every action that Mark did. I think that's why him and I compliment each other as a public health safety officer, specifically skilled in vector-borne diseases, and myself as a biological weapons expert, we do nothing but uh, actually confirm each other's hypothesis. And it's been really rewarding in this way for both of us. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. I know Mark personally is a good friend at this point, but he was doing everything he was supposed to be doing in that position and asking all the right questions is just none of his questions were ever answered. They are always tabled and dismissed like we've seen over the last two plus years. And it's a very sad thing because some of us were actually doing the right thing. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there for the audience. Well,
0: I think that's critical, and uh, all the way around, this has just been such an abuse of every aspect of military code of ethics, the UCMJ, the U.S. Constitution, all the way around. And so much of what we've been seeing is that many of the Um, left-leaning JAG lawyers are really failing to follow the Uniform Code of Military Justice regulations. And and that has been a big uphill fight for the attorneys, defending wrongly accused service members as well.
1: Correct. I mean, that's the big thing here, is when you propose Proposed questions, legal questions, specifically around all the emergency youth authorization products, you know, the is the JAG officers, instead of looking into that, specifically Title 21 and the sub statutes underneath it, they didn't. They just dismissed it and went along with what the chain of command wanted to do, which was check the green box for everybody being vaccinated because they saw the vaccine as the way out of the pandemic well the the pandemic was self-inflicted mostly all this mask wearing and all the tests as we know now right as the majority of americans agree on the last rasmussen poll that they agree that uh the actions we took were most likely the wrong ones during the pandemic, which we've known since the beginning, but we had plenty of uh, like you were stating regulations and laws and statutes that already prohibited the use of these emergency use authorization products. And specifically in Mark's uh, court martial case, They didn't use the vaccine uh, as the main effort to go after him. They used the fact that uh, he wouldn't get the vaccine. So they tried to make him test more, wear the mask more. And then, of course, Mark, being smart like he is, he challenged them on the emergency use authorization of the masks and the tests. Which Because most of our listeners may not realize, Major Gary, that
0: there are no... FDA approved masks to prevent COVID. None of them. In fact, it says on the box. If if people took the time to read with the label on the boxes of these surgical masks and other masks that people were wearing ostensibly to stop the virus, which is absurd. It's like using a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. The viruses are nanoparticle size. And the pores in these masks are much bigger than that. So there were no FDA approved masks. There were no FDA approved test kits. And every soldier, every civilian has the legal right to refuse coerced mandated use of any experimental product, vaccine mask or test kit. And the public doesn't know that to this day.
1: Exactly, and this is how they would uh, court martial him: is uh, being insubordinate or misconduct and not doing the tests and the masking. So, but to to draw this deeper connection, this is where the senior JAG officer uh, Eugene Vinman would be making the recommendations. To the court martial authority or the judge there on how to, uh, you know, proceed with getting at Mark for insubordination, and which is like we just said was totally wrong. But also because uh, Eugene Venman was there, he went. He made the recommendation so Mark couldn't have key witnesses, key subject matter experts come to that court martial as expert panelists. So this is where it deepens with Eugene Vinman. His recommendation was accepted by the judge and Mark wasn't allowed to have key subject matter experts speak on the mask, the tests and, and et cetera. So it's interesting how this is a, you know, a punch back and forth between what I feel is good and evil, a deep spiritual battle and just to to for the audience there, Aberdeen Proving Ground, which has been a testing ground for many, many things uh over the years, but it is also the head of the US Army Medical Logistics Command. This is the command that would be responsible for distributing the Operation Warp Speed vaccines. Uh, across the nation, and probably across the world. I can't vouch for that. But at least across the nation, this is logistically where the hub is for the nation for the vaccines. So uh, interesting connections. Well,
0: exactly. And in addition to what you've said about the situation with Lieutenant Bashaw, when the ultimate court martial ruling came down although he was the the conviction on what clearly was an unlawful order that to force him to use experimental test kits and masking clearly was unlawful under UCMJ and the constitution and the lawyers did their best to argue that but the The court martial panel convicted him of that charge, even though the order was unlawful. But then, because of his character and because of all of the circumstances, the judge recommended that the charges be dropped and that there be no punishment. But here's where the Venman brother came back, the JAG, Eugene or any Vindman, came back and overruled the judge in one of his last actions before he retired. He overruled the judge and demanded termination for Lieutenant Bashaw. And they used the general discharge. That's the other very damaging piece of the story that looks to my way of thinking like direct persecution of someone who was christian and stood for the oath to the constitution and his duty under his engagement by the army to warn about these risks that's that's a even i mean that the fact that that Vinman overruled the judge's recommendation, who'd been in the entire hearing, is just appalling to me. Your comments on that.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's highly unusual and irregular what happened there, right? And I think you were hitting it really good. Uh, Mark is a devout Christian man. That's why he did not participate in several of the mandates, specifically the vaccine. And I think they see Mark as being the number one person. They have to take out all this anger because they, they've they done nothing but kind of lose on all, the, especially the vaccine mandate as, uh, you know, court case after court case after court case has kind of come, uh, you know, in favor of the uh, us who were trying to practice our first amendment and you know believe the way we wanted to believe not participate in the the shot for very you know for obvious reasons and uh i feel like they had to have this one guy that shows they were right and mark kind of became that one guy where they take it all out on so they're bending rules and doing highly irregular things and this is where Mark finds himself at the end of it. He's he's lost his career, his benefits, and the characterization of how he's uh, left the service with a general discharge is probably going to hurt him. He's probably going to find that it's going to be hard to get a a job. Uh, we hope not. We pray not. But it, it it is hurting so many in this way. We already know this by so many other examples in the military, the characterization of the way you leave uh, can have a profound effect and hurt you in getting uh follow on jobs and it's so you know he would have been better off being a real criminal in so many ways because he probably would have gotten an honorable discharge in 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 many other situations where he the thing he would have done would have been so worse so there's all, all these inconsistencies with this when you start thinking about it and comparing other cases, it is just really. Deep-seated evil here that we're dealing with, and then well, I agree
0: on that point. And the other thing that I I mean, there was there's such insidious and sinister aspects to the planning of this because it's very clear now that the Jag lawyers knew that this Biden administration Lloyd Austin order for the vaccine mandates was really on shaky grounds because they they knew that there were no FDA approved products and so all of this coercion was using emergency use authorization products that congress had forbidden after the court case on the vaccines for anthrax 20 years ago so all of that was in federal law and they knew that so They knew they really couldn't successfully go after Lieutenant Bashaw on a vaccine refusal. And and he had applied for a religious exemption for that, which he was perfectly entitled to do. But I think they strategically planned that, well, we might be able to use the refusal to use the masking and testing and, and label that an unlawful order, even though, sorry, a lawful order even though they knew legally it was unlawful because they knew what the federal statutes were. But I think they thought they could get him on that. And then ultimately, Vinman's pressure was able to convince Major General Robert Edmondson to order the court-martial. So all the way around, there's so many threads of this that you and Lieutenant Beshaw and others, and his attorneys have exposed in the time we've worked together over the last two years on this, that show very careful targeting and planning to use him as an example. And it is very true that most employers, particularly major employers, particularly in responsible positions, don't want to look at a candidate who has less than an honorable discharge from the U.S. military. And that's reality. So mo- most all of the people that got general discharges over the COVID mandates are having trouble finding civilian employment.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's a hard thing to overcome.
0: How does that affect our military readiness, in your view, since we're, we're facing a, a crisis of retention and recruiting, how is this, speaking as someone who's been in the military for 25 years, in your opinion, how is this affecting our military readiness and national security, this purging of people from the military?
1: That's a, that's an excellent question, and it needs to be answered multiple times so people hear this well. Okay, so we need to take good people like Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, myself, and many others, tens of thousands of others and you mischaracterize who they are in their service, right? People are observing this. People are watching this. I mean, I can speak from my instance alone. You know, there's hundreds of children in some way that are connected to me that watch, you know, a lot of them through church. Do you think they ever want to take the chance at going into a system that actually destroys good people? The answer is no, they will not. And that's, that's what's going on right now. Uh, actually, I think one of the survey questions is a lot of the Gen Z and younger are thinking they don't, uh, the thing is, is they, they're they stating they don't want to have psychological disorders after military service. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the bond of trust that's been broken over the last couple of years, this uh, woke agenda that's coming so fast and furious. Essentially what has happened is the military has broken its values. Like in the army, we have these seven army values and in a lot of ways they've broken all of them, you know, especially integrity and trust and, uh, you know, and personal courage and some of these other ones because they've done nothing but hurt anybody that has, you know, actually uh, shown an example of that. So I think that's a very excellent question that needs to be asked multiple times and answered many times in front of different audiences. So everybody kind of gets an understanding what's going on out there with our recruiting. Uh, Well, and if you're purging
0: good people, so you're getting rid of critical thinkers, people who stand for the Constitution, people who espouse Judeo-Christian values of integrity and honor and courage and faith and duty, and a a, a good work ethic, and have experience and training over many years, then on the one hand, so you're getting rid of good people, which is insane from a business standpoint. You don't ever try to get rid of good employees. The goal is to help keep them, obviously, if you want to be successful, so one has to look at this as an intentional weakening of the u s military by design. if you're purging good people and you're making the military be a laughing stock of the world with this pride agenda and the wokism and putting a overweight a, a, obese transgender in as a four star general all the way around. They are deliberately making the military a laughing stock of the world when we used to be highly respected.
1: Yeah, that's very good, Dr. Lee. You're spot on with that. And uh I would like to uh with the few minutes that we have remaining, draw one more connection uh to Ukraine. And uh, you know, Alexander Vinman. Was assigned to the National Security Council in 2018 upon the inauguration of Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. So uh anyway, I just wanted to point that out now that we had a chance to look into it. And then the Ukraine connection here, especially around my field, Seaburn, can BioRad nuclear, uh we know Victoria Newland, one of the undersecretaries, had, had fully admitted there's a number of biolabs in Ukraine. And there's an organization, government organization that I've worked for, uh, t- attended classes with. It's called DITRA, a Defense Threat Reduction Agency. And they have a major established office over there in Ukraine, which is kind of interesting. Why? Why is the seaburn uh government organization actually stationed over in Ukraine? You can actually go to, look this up online and verify what I'm telling you. but we know with the uh the Hunter Biden and some of his connections to some of these companies, Metabioida actually is a biotech firm, and uh they have connections uh through Ditra, who is over there in Ukraine. So, I'd just like to point this out to the audience that there is an extreme connection to seaburn, chem, bio, rad, nuclear, especially the B, the biological, in Ukraine. And it can't be overlooked or avoided, especially with the direct connections that we revealed uh, with the Vinman brothers. And how deep does this go? Well, that's why we need many researchers looking into this. Because we know what's going on in Ukraine is not right. It's turned into a meat grinder for Ukrainians and a great loss of life. And uh, so I think that's why we need to continue to look into this and expose if there's corruption going on there, it needs to be found out and dealt with properly. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out for the audience, uh, Dr. Vliet.
0: No, I think that's critical. I I think the more that we look, the more we see the cesspool of corruption clearly and millions of dollars documented as payments to the Biden family over all of this influence peddling and other activities that I don't think we've begun to scratch the surface on the level of corruption that's been exposed in this Biden family cartel. I thank you for all of your courage in bringing this out. I continue to be impressed by Lieutenant Bashaw's courage, his steadfast faith in the presence of such an evil attack on his career, his life and his family. Make no bones about it. The military went after his children as well trying to take them away with false accusations of neglect. This has been a horrendous and very sinister story. And America, there but for the grace of God, could be you and your family. If they go after our military like this, and they go after people higher up in power, you are next. This is Dr. Lee for America. We must stand against this massive evil assault on life, integrity, honor, courage, faith, and duty to our God, our country, our families, and our communities. Join us every day and join our crusade at truthforhealth.org. We are silent no more.